What's up, good people? Listen, happy Tuesday to you. Whatever day of the week it is for you, whenever you get a chance just to check out this TNL tonight, let me just say a really great big God bless you. I hope that wherever you are in the land, in the span, in the space of things, that God is being good to you. We've been in our Stuck Stalk Stagnant series, right, the last few weeks. I pray that you've had a chance just to check it out. I pray that some things are even just um, beginning just to uh, evolve and dismantle and even just uh, begin to just emerge and erupt even in your own being, even in your own thinking, even as you take this journey yourself on this thing just called life and faith. Listen, we have titled tonight's lesson, The Space of Being Stuck. And being stuck can come in so many different forms, fashions, spaces. But one of the things and one of the biggest primary ways I want to really deal with this tonight one of the biggest ways that many of us often feel stuck is in the area of unforgiveness. In the area of unforgiveness, unforgiveness can have us feeling stuck like nothing else. Unforgiveness can have us feeling stalled and stagnant like nothing that we will ever face, whether that is unforgiveness with ourselves whether that's unforgiveness with our own decisions, maybe that's unforgiveness that we're harboring just from people, or maybe that's even just unforgiveness with things where we've gotten uh, frustrated and even mad, even with the divine, our very own creator. So I really want to deal with this piece tonight of being stuck so that we can begin to dismantle and begin to feel released from this state of being stuck as it relates primarily to being in the state of unforgiveness. The truth is we carry around this weight, this burden of unforgiveness, and uh, we would rather cling to what have, has hurt us. We would rather cling to the prison that unforgiveness has kept us in. And I want you to know tonight that unforgiveness is a sin. Unforgiveness is a sin. We got folk running around here talking about that who you love is a sin and who you have chosen to spend your life with and how you choose to show up in the world. Um, uh, th those things people want to deem as sinful, not in my book. Unforgiveness is a sin. Walking around, holding on, holding on to the debt of another, it hinders us and it is sinful because unforgiveness robs us of getting to the place where God wants us to be. Let me say that again. Holding on to unforgiveness robs us of arriving and getting to the place where God needs us to be. So tonight, I want us just to deal with, again, just this state of, of being stuck, the state of being stuck through unforgiveness, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's bitterness, whether it's resentment, whether it's uh, regret, whether you're holding on to the past, whatever those things are, not excited about the future, all of those things um, play a part. All of those things play a role in hindering us. Hear me now that the enemy will use those things, even if it's ourselves, to keep us from arriving at the place of purpose and destiny. The enemy will use these things like bitterness and resentment and anxiety and regret and holding on to yesterday and yesteryear and what happened and what should have happened and what didn't happen. All of those things will put us in a box. All of those things will keep us trapped from reaching the place that we really need to get to. And we don't realize how heavy unforgiveness weighs on us, how it causes us to carry around this heavy burden, this heavy bag. I was in the airport Y'all, and I refused. I was just, I was at a point, I was fed up with the airports. I was, I was fed up. I was not paying to check in my bag 
after I had just checked in this, uh, after the, the price of this ticket. Um, and so the flight ticket was that, that thing was astronomical. Uh, and then y'all want me to turn around and now pay to check my bag. And on top of this, I just decided, you know what, this time I didn't pack that much stuff. I'm going to just, I'm going to take this little carry on with me. Only thing was it wasn't a little carry on that I was carrying around. It was a, it was a big carry on. I had packed everything in there. I had my clippers. I had my tremors to be able to clean up my beard. I had my change of clothes. I just, I had a little bit of everything in there. My house shoes, it was some of everything. And this one little carry on was no longer this little carry on anymore. I was now dragging around this big old piece of luggage that by right probably should have been checked in. But my refusal, my refusal to deal with having to pay this, this baggage check-in fee, I made the decision now to drag around this bag all through the airport. Listen, it slowed me down. It weighed me down. Unforgiveness has a tendency to show up in our lives that same way with our refusal to deal with it, our refusal to deal, our, our refusal to check in. That what needs to be checked in, our refusal to drop off and release at the front what we need to release so that way we can walk through the gates, getting where we need to get to with a little bit more ease. That is the same way that unforgiveness, it shows up in our lives and fall, far too many of us fail to reach our place of destiny. We fail to open that business. We fail to go back to school. We fail to speak life to our marriage. We fail to correct and rebuke our children in love. We fail to do the things that we need to do. Um, and as a result, we don't reach the destination that we need to reach because we've been We've been carrying around this big load, this pain from the past, this thing that we should have checked in. I want to I want to say tonight that nothing, and I mean absolutely nothing, will hinder you from arriving at this place that you need to reach called purpose, called promise, called destiny, like unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is that one thing that will keep you miserable, that will keep you stuck, that will keep you stagnant by holding on to either what was or what should have been, or what could be. How do we move past the hurt? How do we move past the grudge? How do we move past the moment that they betrayed us? How do we move past the moment that we felt like we had to suffer when we, when we hang on the weight of yesterday and yesteryear? It impacts us from reaching what really is purpose and destiny for tomorrow. And so... um. There is this great story that speaks to unforgiveness tonight that we've been really, we've been really kind of speaking to and dealing with over this stuck, stalled, stagnant series. And I want to just talk about just the the weight of unforgiveness, the weight, the weight of unforgiveness. Um, if if you know anyone in your life that has ever had a right not to forgive. I want to introduce you to someone tonight. Uh, if you don't know just the story of Joseph found in Genesis chapter 37, uh, about where the story begins, Joseph was a man who was born to Jacob and uh, had many, many siblings is what Joseph had. And if anyone had a right to hold on to unforgiveness ever in their lives, it would have been Joseph. For Joseph was a man who unfortunately was born into a dysfunctional family. Joseph was born to a man named Jacob. Jacob and his name alone simply means trickster, schemer, scammer. And so by right now, Joseph is now born to a man whose tendency is to scheme, whose tendency is to finesse things. And so Joseph is already born 
into a dysfunctional family uh, with a dysfunctional father. And then his own brothers have now uh, gathered him up and tossed him into a dark pit all by himself, only for Joseph to be discovered and now sold into slavery, then unjustly thrown in jail for something that he did not do. And while he's in jail, he now is forgotten. All of the people that Joseph had blessed along the way, all of the people that Joseph had spoke life into all of the way, if anyone had a right to give up on people, if anyone had a right to carry around the burden of unforgiveness, if anyone had a right to justly walk around with hatred and unforgiveness in his heart, knowing that life just has not been fair, it would have been Joseph. But I want, I want us to really deal with this thing about just carrying around the weight of unforgiveness because Joseph's had an opportunity now to uh, repay the people that had mishandled him. When Joseph was finally in a position where he was out of the pit, he was out of his father's house, he was no longer in slavery, slavery but was thriving and doing well. Joseph had a decision to make. Uh, Joseph had to decide, was he going to walk around still carrying the burden of unforgiveness or would he trust the purpose, the promise and the destiny of God? And would he walk in biblical forgiveness? That brings me right here to this idea that first of all, forgiveness is a decision. Forgiveness is a decision. Uh, let me say that again. Forgiveness is not an emotion, but forgiveness is a decision. To forgive is not about how you're feeling about how they did you. Uh, forgiveness is not about uh, how what you feel about what has happened. It's not the emotion behind a thing, but to forgive is rather when, when uh, happens when you make a decision, when you make a choice to no longer uh, lend validity, to no longer lend credit to what has hurt you or blaming what has hurt you against the person that has offended you, even if the person that you offended was yourself. But forgiveness, it starts with, with the decision in order to thrive and not just survive in order to really be the head and not the tail and really order to live above and not mediocre or beneath, it involves the decision to forgive. Joseph, Joseph in his, his wisdom and his godly understanding and his understanding of purpose made a decision to forgive those who have hurt them. Yeah, he he made he made the the response now to not grow cold, to not grow bitter, but but to forgive. And let me just say this, because forgiveness doesn't mean that you no longer feel the pain. It doesn't mean that you forget about what has happened. That is not what forgiveness is. Uh, but forgiveness says that you no longer hold that situation against a person or better yet, you are no longer being held hostage to the pain that you once felt. That's that's what it looks like. Joseph had not only did he have to face it in order to forgive it, but Joseph also had had to deal with it. The Bible describes a story in Genesis chapter 50, where it says that uh, after Jacob had died, Jacob now is jo Joseph's father. After Jacob had died, that Joseph and his brothers uh, wanted to test the waters to see if Joseph was still angry with them. And so they sent this message. They sent a message over to, to Joseph to test his temperature, to see if he still was angry. Because remember, these were the same brothers that were jealous and betrayed Joseph and threw him in a pit because they couldn't stand him. But now they now are coming back and they want to test the waters and see exactly where where Joseph is now on his journey 
And uh, so they wrote Joseph a letter. And Joseph gets this letter uh, where uh, they are now asking Joseph to forgive them of all that they've done wrong. And the Bible says that Joseph began to weep. Joseph began, Joseph began to weep. Joseph began to cry. I want to talk really quick just about the reality of resentment, the reality of resentment. Many of us, we're being held hostage. We're being held back because we refuse to forgive. Joseph could have made a decision now where they're now asking for his forgiveness. Do I forgive or do I still hold on to what they have done? By right, we understand the validity to do either one. He had every right to still hold on to the injustice of being so jealous that they kidnapped him and threw him in a pit. But he also understood that his destiny was tied to his forgiveness. His future was tied to his forgiveness. His happiness and his purpose was tied to his forgiveness. So therein now lies the reality of resentment, where many of us can't get to the place that we need to get to because we aren't ready to release and relinquish the power and the the presence that people have had over us. When I, I've noticed that whenever I uh, whenever I take my dogs for a walk, they they have a tendency to try to jerk me every now and then. I'll take them out; they're on the leash; they'll be in front of me. And every now and then they'll try to, they'll try to jerk me, try to jerk me forward. And what I do, because I'm the one that's in control, I'm the one here that has the leash, I'll, I'll have a tendency to kind of jerk them back. I'll, I'll bring them back when they try to get a little bit, try to get a little bit ahead and try to misstep, go off into someone's yard that they have no business being in. And that's the way that forgiveness works. Even when when we take one step forward, unforgiveness has a tendency now to, to jerk us back. That's what unforgiveness does, where we, where we think that we are now free from a thing and we can now begin to go on over over into this space over into this territory not realizing that unchecked unrealized unactualized unprocessed unforgiveness had has a tendency to jerk us back when we carry unforgiveness there's things that we really can't be happy with there's things that we really can't take possession of that are rightly and divinely ours because we're still holding on emotionally physically to some unforgiveness that we're carrying, whether it's a childhood trauma, whether it's uh, an emotionally uh, uh, unavailable relationship, uh, when we when we feel forsaken, when we feel that we've been wrongly mistreated, when we feel that we've been let go of, when we feel that we've been neglected, we get to make a decision of whether or not we will continue to operate, carry, and possess this area of being stuck because we're still holding on to unforgiveness. Let me tell you something that I've learned about unforgiveness. Uh, when you think about the Lord's Prayer, the Lord's Prayer says that uh, uh, forgive us of, of, of our debtors. Hear me now. Forgive us of our debtors as we forgive those um, that is trespass and are indebted to us. When you think about debt now, debt is a mathematical term. I want, I, want, I want you to get this. Debt is a mathematical term. And so I want you to know that unforgiveness is really um is really tied to this 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 mathematical term, technically speaking. I learned this. In other words, um, when we talk about a debt, 
that is some sort of a mathematical calculation. Is that correct? To owe someone something um, is something that needs to be repaid, whether that is financial, whether that is emotional, but that is something that we can quantify. In other words, so to walk around with forgiveness, um, that means that we're carrying around this debt. There's this, there's this equation, there's this calculation that has been done in error that we now need to correct. In other words, there were two numbers have um, been wrongly added and now they need to be recalculated. So I've done something hoping to expect something in return, but I didn't get that. Instead, I got less than. That's that's what a calculation is, where one plus one equals two, but where I gave one, maybe I didn't get one back. And so we really don't have an equal number that is amounting to two, which is now how we arrive at a place where we now have a debt because what has been given, what has been rendered has not been given in return. And so when Jesus tells the disciples to pray in this manner, to forgive your debtors, that means even when the numbers don't add up, even when there needs to be a recalculation of what has been done, because what has been given in return, the math ain't mathing. God is now saying now that in order to really get to the place where you can operate in destiny and purpose, you've got to be willing to release and relinquish even the debt and the debtor that is tied now to the unforgiveness. So I'm now, you mean, you mean to tell me that I've got to recalculate some things? You, you mean to tell me that I need to erase some things in order to begin again? That is absolutely right. That in order to really reach the fullness of what you've been promised, in order to reach the full place of what has been spoken over you, you've got to be willing to cancel. You've got to be willing to cancel out the debt. So again, forgiveness deals more, more than forgiveness is more of a decision rather than it being a feeling. It's more of a decision rather than it is a feeling. I want to talk real quick even about just the face of forgiveness, the face of forgiveness, because um, forgiveness operates, can operate on, on two levels. You have um, unilateral forgiveness, which I've learned, and then you also have transactional forgiveness. And um, unilateral forgiveness really has a lot to do with us, where we make a decision um, that I'm going to forgive this person, even though they didn't ask for it, even though they didn't deserve it, even though they didn't request it, even though they may not have even, they may not even know or understand the wrong that they did to you. But unilateral forgiveness says that I'm going to give this because forgiveness is deserved across the board. Yeah, I, I, unilateral really says, listen, that the places God is about to take me to, the planes that God is about to elevate me to, I can't afford to hold on um, to your lack of maturity or your lack of understanding to the point that it puts me and my purpose and my promise at a disadvantage. But I've got to, I've got to be willing to forgive across, across the board. Um, it means that you no longer will own what has been done to you with or without the other person's involvement. So whether they apologize apologize or not, whether they ever repent or not, whether they ever come to an understanding of what they did to you and the debt that they had caused you or not, you now choose to grant them forgiveness. Unilateral forgiveness comes not for them, but it comes so that you can keep going.
You've got to forgive unilaterally for your sanity. You've got to forgive unilaterally so that you can get everything that God has promised you. It keeps you from being held hostage. It keeps you from uh, being grossed out. But when someone mentions their name in the room, it keeps you from just feeling away whenever you hear their name brought up. That's what unilateral forgiveness is that I'm going to forgive you across the board for everything that you've said, everything I've heard you've said, everything that you didn't say, everything that you should have said, everything that you've done, I'm making a decision to level the playing field of forgiveness because what God has for me, oh, it's worth far more than me trying to hold on to where I'm at right now. What God has for me is worth far more than me being stuck, stalled, and stagnant in the place and the state that I'm at. When's the last time you offered someone forgiveness just unilaterally. Listen, you, you hurt me. You tore me up. You, you tried to, you tried to wipe me out. You tried to take my life emotionally. You tried to make me suffer physically, but I still got enough God in me. I still got enough purpose and destiny and where God is taking me that I know that I can't take you with me. And if I can't take you with me to that place, I can, I also can't take the stuff that you try to attach to me with me. I've got to be able to not just release you, but I also have to be willing to release the pain. I also have to be willing to release the tears. I also have to be willing to release the trauma in order to get to that place. Unilateral forgiveness isn't for you. Unilateral forgiveness is for me. Unilateral forgiveness is not for you and your sake. Unilateral forgiveness is for me and my sake. Unilateral forgiveness is not for you and your purpose. Unilateral forgiveness is for me and mine. Will you get to a place now where you understand just the faces of forgiveness, that that there are some areas of forgiveness that are transactional, but there are some areas of forgiveness that have to be unilateral. Whether you ever speak and ask me to forgive you or not unilaterally, I, I've got to I've got to go higher. And so I've got to I've got to release where I am now in order to get to the place where God has me to get to next. That's that's what unilateral forgiveness does. Yeah, it it doesn't stop the pain from from showing up in your life, but it it releases you to keep going. That's what Joseph understood in his unilateral forgiveness. The Bible says that when his brothers now had wrote him this letter asking him to forgive, Joseph had every right to hold on to what had been done to him. They betrayed him. They talked about him. They hated him. They threw him in a pit and left him to die with no food, no water, no covering, no shelter, no nothing. And now he's at a place where he could return the favor. But instead, the Bible says that he broke down in tears. Joseph understood that God had something greater for him than where he had been. He had been in a pit, but God is now moving him to a palace. And in order to reap the fullness of everything God had for him, it was important for him to release and forgive what had been done to him so that God could do what God needed to do in, to, and through him. Are you, you, you got some areas and some people and some things that you like, listen, I gotta, I gotta let it go. Not for their sake, um, but for, for me and mine, where God has for me, the destiny God is trying to move me to. And so forgiveness is such a beautiful thing when you need it. Forgiveness is such a beautiful thing 
when you feel like you should be extended it. But what about how you perceive forgiveness when you're now in a position to give it? Forgiveness is so easy when we need it. But how how easy is, for, is forgiveness when you are now the one that has to give it? When you are no longer looking for forgiveness, but you are now the one in a position to extend it. I want to I want to deal now with this piece about making the mountains move. Do you do you realize that oftentimes we are stuck, stalled and stagnant in our own stuff, in our own space because of the biggest mountain that we're facing? What if the biggest mountain that you're facing isn't a lack of money? You, 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 what, what if you've been thinking all along, I can't get from A to B because I don't have enough money? What if that really is the last priority on the list? Yes, you could use more of it. What if what if you getting um, from one mountain to the next has nothing to do with the connections that you need? to make? What if it has nothing to do with your gift or your resources? What if the mountain that you need to be moved, what if what is standing in the way of you and your destiny is the mountain of unforgiveness? No matter how hard you try, you can't go over it. You can't go under it. You can't go around it. You can't go through it. What if the mountain that you're facing has to do with the area of unforgiveness? There are some things that you just haven't let go of yet. There are some things that have happened to you that you just can't get past yet. There are some things that people said to you, how they treated you, that it's kept you stuck. And that is the mountain that you've been facing. You've been praying for money. You've been praying for power. You've been praying for prestige and resources and the right people, the right connections. But what if all of those things were to come and you still don't get to the next level because those weren't the biggest mountains that you were up against? What if the biggest mountain that you are facing right now is the challenge that has everything to do with forgiveness. The word of the Lord says that, listen, if you've got faith the size of a mustard seed in Luke chapter 17, verse six, I want you to know that belief um, without doubt is enough to move a mountain. You've got to be willing now to be released of the things that are keeping you hostage. We can talk about solving all of the problems that we think are keeping us pigeonholed. But what if, what if one of the most important things that's going on in your heart and your mind as it relates to what has happened and been done to you is the one thing that you're overlooking? What if that's the one thing that you need to be free of in order to be enabled and empowered to move forward past the mountains. What if what if it's not the pain that's keeping you stuck? What if it's the fact that you still haven't dealt with and released the pain and the person that caused the pain? What if what if that's what's what's keeping you stuck? What if what if that's what it is? I remember growing up, there was a story uh, about the little engine that could. 
And the one thing, this engine was carrying this big old load on the train tracks. You remember the story? And the little engine that could kept on saying, I, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And this is the smallest engine that's on the tracks now, um, but it's pulling this unbelievable load up the mountain. Yeah. Carrying around this idea of, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. If if we really are honest with ourselves, many of us um, never arrive at the place of conquering the great mountain because it starts with us. We We never even have the perspective that we think we can do it. We've already told ourselves that the, 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 the load is too big, that that is too much to carry. So we already enter into this thing with unforgiveness, with unjustified doubt, with unjustified fear, thinking this, this carrying around this mantle of, of disbelief, which now leads to us being connected from our destiny and arriving at the place that we need to arrive at, oh, I'll I'll never get past it. I'll I'll never be free from it. I'll I'll never forgive them for it. I'll I'll never lose weight. I'll I'll never be able to get rid of that debt. I'll never be able to get rid of all of those things. But if we just got faith now, the size of a mustard seed, faith that says, "Listen, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can." Here I am now, um, with this story that I've grown up with as a kid, and I'm just now beginning to discover what the secret was for the little engine that could. Why was he able to get up the mountain when everything? that he was carrying was so much more heavier than his capacity to carry. And what the first thing was, was that he thought he could do it. What if that's the simplest thing that you need to hear today? What if that is the simplest thing that your spirit needs to know tonight, that regardless of the weight, regardless of the baggage, regardless of the hurdle, I think I can do it. The little engine thought he could make it up the mountain simply because of his heart. He thought he could, regardless of the size of the load, regardless Regardless of how steep the mountain was that he had to get under, he thought he could. And because he thought he could, his second focus was where he was going to help him get to where he needed to be. This little engine didn't get caught up in all of the things that was weighing him down. He didn't get caught up with the weight that he had to carry up the mountain, but he simply brought himself now to this understanding that I thinks he can. And because he thought he could, his, his, his mindset began to align now with the goals that was in his heart. What if you needing to get from this level to the next? What if you needing to get from this place to the next place? What if you needing to get from this place of being stuck and stalled and stagnant, moving to the next mountain will simply begin with you believing that you can do it. I believe that you can. I believe that you can re be released from being stuck, stalled and stagnant. I believe that you can be released from, from the feeling of unforgiveness and the weight that has been keeping you oppressed and repressed in this season even now. Forgiveness is making a decision. Forgiveness is choosing to do something different. I, I've been hurt, but I think I can forgive. I, I've, I've been abused, but I think I think I can move past it. I, I have had some moments where I've been neglected and overlooked and have been in pain and people have abused me and have taken my kindness for, for weakness. All of these things that I've been carrying around that have led to me walking around with unforgiveness. But I think, I think I can be free from it. And then there's, there's transactional forgiveness. 
Unilateral forgiveness is when you forgive for you, not for them. Transactional forgiveness, though, it 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 is a decision. Yeah. Transactional forgiveness now involves the person from which owed a debt now. In other words, the one that deserves the blame, the one that has caused the seed of, of, of forgiveness now being necessary. In other words, the one that has committed the sin or the act against you. Transactional forgiveness says now that um, I got to make this decision because my life depends on it. I've, I've got to make a decision to forgive because everything in my future depends on it. That's what transactional forgiveness is. It's, it's like, a, have you ever had a cut or a bruise or a wound? And if you don't, you don't deal with that open wound, if you don't put some Neosporin on it, if you don't put um, uh, um, uh, a little bit of vitamin E, if you don't put, you don't clean that wound out with a little bit of soap and water, if you don't put some peroxide in that thing, that thing can can grow and can fester and can 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 then develop into something greater, um, a bigger wound, a bigger sore, a bigger ailment, a bigger problem. Transactional forgiveness says that I, I refuse to allow what happened to me become me. I refuse to allow what was done unto me to consume me. So I now need to make a decision now to forgive. Joseph, Joseph was willing to, to forgive his brothers unilaterally. Joseph was willing to forgive his brothers transactionally because you need to understand that the inability to forgive, listen, um, you've got to be willing to forgive. Are you, are you willing to forgive even if the person never repents? Are you willing to forgive? Because Joseph's brothers um, up till that point when they wrote Joseph this letter had not expressed, had not expressed the fact that they were repentant. They never showed a sign that that they were sorry for what they had done. In fact, what they told Joseph in the letter was that uh, jo Jacob, our father, Joseph, has now asked you, requested that you would forgive us. Are you willing to forgive the people that don't even look like they are even deserving or even see anything wrong with the wounds or the hurt that they caused you? But I need you to understand tonight that their, for their, their forgiveness has less to do with you has less to do with them and more to do with you. Forgiveness and forgiving them has, has so much less to do with them and more to do with what God is trying to do in and through you. Voicing your repentance through an apology is one thing, but the transaction behind forgiveness isn't just a person coming and asking for forgiveness. That's 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 part of the transaction. But transactional forgiveness also ought to be where your actions align with the words that you have spoken. You've you've asked me to forgive, which is just a transaction. But what will your actions demonstrate beyond this verbal transaction that we've had? Will you will you really now, after you've transactionally forgiven and after you have 
transactionally ask for forgiveness? What what will the relationship look like? Um, will you be a repeat offender? Will you will you ask for forgiveness and then go and do and do the same thing? As we close tonight, I want to talk to the pieces of you that have been stuck. Not because of lack of money, not because of lack of credit, not because of lack of connections, not because of lack of confidence. You got all of that. What if you've been stuck, stalled and stagnant because of everything that happened to you? that never should have happened, but you've, you've been holding on to it. You've been holding on to the pieces that tried to break you. You've been holding on to the pieces that tried to shift you, all of the things that have been designed to keep you stuck, to keep you stalled, to keep you stagnant, to move you away from the destiny and the plan of God. What if your forgiveness in this new season of your life will make all the difference of you moving from point A to point B. Will you trust God to level the playing field mathematically with those that have committed debt unto you? Will you forgive those pieces even of you and the pieces in through them where they did everything they could to savage, destroy, and break you? The state of being stuck oftentimes isn't about what we don't have, but sometimes the state of being stuck is our refusal to release what it is that we do have. What do you have? What are you carrying? What are you dragging around? What's weighing you down that you have that in this season now, God's calling you to let go of? Maybe it's unforgiveness. Are there some people now that you need to forgive unilaterally? Some things you need to forgive unilaterally? Are there some people and some things that you need to now forgive transactionally? People that may never even acknowledge that they hurt you. Letting go of what was in yesterday so that we really can live in the fullness of tomorrow. Don't let another day go by. where you're holding on to unforgiveness. I pray that God will speak to the areas and the places, the cracks, the crevices in my heart and yours that have left us vulnerable and susceptible to carrying around the weight of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness ain't keeping them stuck. Unforgiveness is keeping you stuck. God move us. 
Move us to the place where we will forgive so that we can live. I love you. I'm praying for your heart. Keep on praying for mine. Same time, same place. We're going to do it again. Forgive somebody this week and set some stuff on fire. Fire happens when you're willing to forgive.